Hello everyone. Today I want to talk to you guys about something that I'm sure many of you are dealing with and that is somebody who screams and yells. Somebody that you cannot have a rational conversation with because they overpower you. They start yelling at you. They're loud. They might even go off in some weird temper tantrum tangent that involves name calling or or gaslighting or turning things around on you and you're just kind of standing there going, what the heck is this? This is not in any way productive. Now, I believe that most people, most of us, in fact, I would even venture to say that all of us don't like to be yelled at. I just don't think it's a healthy thing. But I know for me, I have an extreme dislike for this because I was raised with a father that was either completely quiet and ignored us or was screaming at us. There was really no in-between. We had no loving words and hugs and kisses and gentleness that could even soften the blow for the times that he did scream and yell. We had complete ignoring or screaming. Now, I will disclaim that I love my dad, and my dad was a very good man. He in, in his core, he's a very, very good man. He had great morals and values. He took very good care of his family. But this piece of him left some scars on us. And it's something that I had to learn how to stop happening as I was growing up. And it's something that I've talked at length with, particularly with my youngest brother, because he, my brother, one younger than me, and then the one just directly ahead of me. So the the last three of us, there was five of us, the bottom three of us dealt more with this type of behavior with my father. Now I venture to say it happened because my um, oldest brother had moved out. My second brother had passed away when he was 16. And as life went on, the stresses became bigger for my father. He was always a very quiet man. But I think he could not hold in the stresses of life anymore, the pain of losing his son, um, an unhappy marriage, whatever was going on in his life, and he was putting that down on us. Around the age of 20 or so, I may have mentioned this story before, I had was going to Arizona State University. My best friend was still living, my neighbor at my parents' house, so I went home to hang out for an hour or so until she was ready to go out. And at that time, my dad had come home, and I didn't even live there anymore, but the kitchen was a mess, and he walks in the door. Instead of saying, hey, Chris, how you doing, and give me a hug and talk to me about college, he starts screaming and yelling and slamming cabinets and just losing it. And at that point, something rose up inside of me that actually came back at him. I started yelling at my dad, so loud and with such power that I was actually spitting at him and he started backing away from me. That's how crazy this 20-year-old was at the time. I just couldn't take it anymore. It was like I completely, it was so unfounded and so unnecessary and I didn't even live at the house anymore and he was unleashing all of his wrath on me. Well, that I, it, that shocked me, first of all. I didn't even know that was inside of me. But it also was a very big game changer in my relationship with my dad because he actually start, he stopped screaming and he started crying. And he hugged me, which was odd for me because my dad wasn't very physically affectionate. 
and he started crying. He said, I love you, kids, Chris. I'm so sorry. Well, that just kind of set the tone for the rest of my life because I realized I really don't need to let people yell at me. And as a child, we are often powerless to when people scream at us. We don't have any power. We're little kids. We are at the mercy of whatever is happening to us. But as an adult, we have a say in it. And what happened in my situation that actually had a good outcome, I don't recommend that to anybody. That was a very organic thing that happened for me. But it had a good outcome because I think that woke my dad up to what he was actually doing to us. As much as he wasn't showing a bunch of love for me, I was still his little girl and he did love me. He just wasn't outwardly expressing it. I wasn't secure in his love. So by having that exchange with him, I literally thought he was going to kick me out of college, stop paying for my college, stop paying for my apartment, stop all of that stuff, but it went the opposite direction. And at that point, I realized my dad didn't even really want to be this. He didn't want to do that. And I don't think he even knew why he did it. That's all speculation. He's gone now. I can't even ask him that question. And frankly, I probably wouldn't if he was here because he was so emotionally shut down. I'm not sure he'd even have that conversation with me. Anyway, this is a big introduction into why I want to talk to you about this. Because as children, we are powerless to this. But as adults, we are not. Now, here's something that can happen, is that we can build up a pain tolerance, all right? We can have a high pain tolerance to other people's bad behaviors because we're used to it. It's, it's something that feels like, quote, home. It feels like it's normal in a way because we were raised with it. It doesn't stand out to us as bad or wrong. But as I moved through my life, and I realized there were so many people around me that never raised their voice to me, that had meaningful conversations with me or shared stuff about me without being angry, I realized that I didn't have to put up with that at all from anybody. The reason why I wanted to make this episode for you guys today is because I want to address whether you might be having a high pain tolerance for screaming and yelling in your life. Or even worse, you have attracted somebody into your life who cannot conversate in a healthy way to save their life or yours. That the minute you might bring something up to them, that they go off the rails and it turns into something way worse than it needed to be. And you know in your heart that if you could just get this person to talk rationally with you and be calm with you, that you could probably move past these situations because they're nothing that crazy. They're nothing outstanding. They're nothing that that is not part of a normal life. I wanted to share with you all today what I do when someone raises their voice to me. Now, for the most part, it's people around me. It's my loved ones because who are we the most authentic with? The people that we love and the people we know unconditionally love us. So we tend to let it all hang out. But that doesn't mean it's okay. And there is a way for us to put an end to that. So I'm not going to sell anybody out, else out that's in my family because we're just a normal family. And sometimes people have tones. Sometimes people have loud voices and they're saying things they shouldn't say. But I have found that in the past, I used to meet aggression with aggression. 
For some reason, that was how I found my power. So I pendulumed from completely powerless. And what does a pendulum do? It drops all the way over to the other side, right? It goes equally as high on the other side. And I pendulum to meeting aggression with aggression or meeting tone with tone or meeting loudness with loudness. But I also realized that that made me an equal contributor to the problem. This was no longer that the other person yelled at me and I could stand there while they yelled first. Well, I call it drawing first blood. They drew first blood. They were aggressive first. They called me a name first. Whatever it may be, I realized that I was equally contributing to the problem by being just as loud or just as aggressive. I will disclaim because I'd like to honor all aspects of myself as I hope that you will too. I can sit in it for a while because I love these people. I know they're in a mood or they're stressed or they have anxiety or I've touched a trigger in them somewhere. I will hold that space a little bit and I will talk calm, calmly as long as I possibly can. But then it just builds up inside of me and pretty soon, rawr, I'm equally as big or I'm meeting them where they're at and we both know where that goes. Nowhere. Nothing is ever solved when everybody is yelling at each other. We can't have a rational conversation to be able to solve something. Also knowing that I can only handle my part of the equation, I decided at some part, and I'm still a work in progress with this, that I'm not going to engage anymore. If this person's going to go off the rails like that, then there's a couple things that I can do that can help to shift the situation. But the first and most format foremost thing that I want you to understand is that you are not powerless to someone screaming and yelling at you. You don't need to sit in it and you do not need to accept this as this is just how the person is. Guys, this is a truth bomb right here. When we just make excuses for our person's behavior, that means we have a fear that they're going to leave us or stop loving us if we speak our truth or set a boundary with them. That is your choice to make. If you want to sit in it and you can handle that, maybe you can handle that more than I can. It's all up to you. I'm not here to tell you what is right or what is wrong for your life. You get to make that decision. But for those of you who are listening that are like, yeah, I really can't take that anymore, that I want to share with you some simple things that I have put into place that actually work and they take time. Because keep in mind that our person who is responding this way has a conditioned pattern inside of themselves. And I also want to disclaim from go that not all people who yell or raise their voice or scream are bad people. I can tell you with this with 100% certainty that I know many really kind, giving, good people who raise their voice when they get upset. Equally... Interestingly enough, I know people that are very quiet and soft-spoken that are the most destructive and toxic people I've ever met. Just because your person yells and screams, or you do, doesn't mean that you or they are a bad person. Now they could be, if you got dealing with a narcissist or you're dealing with some sort of abuser, they could be. Again, this is for you to process through your own psyche, through your own experiences, through your own heart and spirit to determine what this looks like in the experience that you are having with your person. So the first thing, the first point I want to make to you is to stay calm. Stay calm. Don't engage. 
Do not engage when that person starts going off on you. Now, staying calm for me means I will sit in it for a while. I will try to talk rationally. If that doesn't work and I feel myself getting heightened, then I'm going to say to that person, there is no reason that you need to be raising your voice to me. And if they keep on, I'm going to say, there is no reason that you need to be raising your voice to me. I'm listening. I cannot hear you when you're yelling at me. I shut down when you yell at me. There is nothing being solved right here. If you need to vent, please go vent that out first. Go scream in a pillow. Go yell underwater. Go run six miles. Do what you need to do so that you can talk to me rationally. I love you. I want to hear you, but I cannot listen to you talking to me like this. It's very important that we let them know that this is unacceptable. There's also going to be a learning curve involved because we're changing the game. We're changing the game. This has been, quote, acceptable, meaning we haven't really set some really straight and forward limits with them on this. So we're changing the game on them which means it's going to take them a minute to catch up with us. They might just go, oh, you're right. I won't yell. Now I've known somebody, doggone it. I have a girlfriend and she said her husband was loud and he used to yell. And she said to him one time, don't yell. And he stopped yelling. Lucky her, right? So she did. She expressed herself and he listened. And so there's going to be that polarity all the way up to it might take your person many, many times for you repeating yourself and everything in between because we are on a spectrum. Everybody is all different variations of something. So none of us are, no two of us are exactly alike. The second thing I want to say is that if your person is, will not stop yelling at you or you cannot get them to lower their volume and keep in mind you guys if they even lower it a little bit and they sustain that that's a win give your person some grace they're trying don't take their screaming personally this is what they have been conditioned to do so if they lower it a little bit acknowledge it thank you for lowering your voice even if they're still kind of heightened even if they're still kind of acting out there a little bit acknowledge that they lowered it a little bit. Give them kudos for that because then they're going to want to do more of that. Number two is to remove yourself. If they cannot stop and they're losing it and you're about to lose it and your heart is racing and your chest is constricted and you just can't listen to this for one more second, walk away. Now I've heard people say, oh, well, I can't walk away because I have kids or I can't walk away. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Grab those kids, load them up in a car, tell your person, hey, listen. Now I'm talking, this is male and female, you guys. I, I've had experiences of, of this mostly with males. I've also had it with females. But I know some women out there that can just bring the house down. This is not gender specific. If I talk mostly in one direction, like it's one gender, that's just because it's been my experience. I am completely validating that I know there's a lot of screaming women out there. But take your kids and leave. I don't care if it's 10 o'clock at night. If your person's going off and they will not stay away from you or you removed yourself, you went outside and they followed you or again, it depends on what your person is like. I know people who leave and the person follows them. You got to get creative here, brothers and sisters. Figure out how to do it. 
also, it's important to not be afraid of looking bad. I have been in relationships where I have been yelled at or my person says something snarky in front of other people or something that's mean or aggressive. And I just look at them and I'm like, mm-mm. And I have gotten up and walked away or I've said to them or I've reached down under the table and, and squeezed their thigh a little bit and said, or leaned over to their ear and said, don't talk to me like that. I stop it in its tracks. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. However, if it doesn't work, I am really happy to leave, to walk away. We don't have to make a drama about this. We don't have to make a scene. We can just bid our goodbyes and we can leave. And I guarantee you, the people that are healthy are going to know what you did. And you're going to inspire them. They're going to be proud of you. They're going to say, wow, that was amazing. I can't believe she did that. They may not tell you that. There's a lot of dynamics. You could have someone's parents around or or the best friends that are like, what's their problem? Oh my God, why are they leaving? You know what I'm saying. There's a lot of dynamics around. But for the most part, people's souls and spirits know what you're doing and it is inspiring. So you have to stop thinking that you're going to look like the bitch or the a-hole or be talked about, whatever. We don't care what people are saying about us as long as we are supporting, loving, and protecting our sacred self. Another thing that I do is that when a person, if I know that this person is going to come down, I tell them to, to lower their voice. And if they still can't, I am like on rote repeat. I need you to lower your voice. And blah, blah, blah. And they're going off. And I say, I need you to lower your voice. And blah, 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 blah. I need you to lower your voice. And when I do that rote repeat, what I am saying to that person is, this is not okay. And I will not go further with you if you keep this up. I have had situations with a person in my life where a normal conversation about whatever it could be, a request or needing something or whatever had gone sideways and this person starts yelling at me and I remove myself from this situation or whatever it is and then we go back to talk about the subject later. We've, we've reconvened and now we're going to talk about the subject again and the person wants to you know, just start going on about their point. I always say where you went wrong was yelling at me because I will hear anything you have to say. I love you. I want to know what you have to say. We're in this together. We're in this life together. Let's let's talk about this. But that needs to stop. That's where I need your ownership. Because I know when that person really truly starts to recognize that they are handling this in a dysfunctional way, I know it's going to decrease the probability of it happening again. Because, say it with me, awareness is key. When we are aware, it slows down the response time of whatever dysfunctional thing that we might be doing. I know it can be extremely difficult for many of you to set boundaries. That's why you're listening to a podcast that's centered around uh, personal empowerment and building our worthiness and our value. And if you need additional help with that, I actually have an eight-part boundary series that is for sale on my website. It is $27. It will cover all aspects of setting boundaries. You will learn how to recognize when a boundary is needed. 
You will learn how to move past the fear of setting a boundary. You will learn what to do when your boundary is not working. You will also learn how your boundary is a great thing for both people involved. You will learn how to stand strong when your boundary upsets your person because that often happens is that we set a boundary and they're not going to have it. You'll also learn how to set a boundary after the situation passes, how to revisit the situation in a healthy way in order to set a boundary so this thing doesn't keep repeating in the future. And you can find the boundary series by visiting my website at kristenbrown.org. It is under the products or free resources and products tab. All right, everybody, I hope you got a lot from this today. And remember, you are not powerless in any way, shape, or form in any part of your life. You get a say about how you are treated. I wish you much love. Talk to you soon. If you've enjoyed this episode, I invite you to subscribe and share. If you're listening on iTunes, you can give a big thanks by leaving a five-star rating and review. If you'd like to explore coaching plans, other products, and free resources, go to kristenbrown.org. Until next time, everyone, remember to go love yourself.